This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here are your hosts, Cindy Robinson, Caroline Gonzalez, and Ashley Amos. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Happy Friday. I'm your one of your hosts, Cindy Robinson. Ashley Amos. And Caroline Gonzalez with a cold. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to get you together. This is a long weekend, Caroline. We don't need you falling down and, you know, in the bed all weekend. I'll be on IR this week. I'll be good and ready. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just letting you guys know this now. Today is the greatest day in the world. (laughs) And I'm biased because it is Ashley's birthday. And Cindy's birthday. And my birthday. You said it was the greatest day in the world just because it was my birthday. I was about to be like, man, I mean. No, I I was going to say and. We have other people supporting that it's also the greatest day. of. I didn't get to the and part yet, you know. (laughs) But yes, Ashley and I share a birthday. And it's going to be an amazing day because it's a Friday. It's a Pelicans game day. It's actually a Pelicans game weekend with a double header and then a huge game on Sunday going for that what is it number five number five wait for what can we talk about Saints. okay mm-hmm. I was like say, they're both going on streaks right now you know yep. I gotta keep up <laughs> okay so you guys like we said we're gonna talk about Saints today this Minnesota Vikings matchup and then we're gonna look, talk about Pelicans doubleheader and all the great news going on on the Pelican side which is a lot but before we dive into all of that Ashley what are your plans for your birthday Oh, man. I don't know. You know, obviously we have the game tonight, so um, that's number one on the radar screen. And uh, if we can get a win, that would be the best birthday present of all. So, um, you know, I I feel like for the past five years, I've always had either a Saints or Pelicans game fall (laughs) on this day. So it kind of makes ads for a little extra excitement. And um, yes, it's it's a tradition. So (laughs) and I think it will probably be a tradition for the rest of the time that I'm in sports. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's an exciting day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Me, I will be working the game. So I will be at Smoothie King Center tonight and tomorrow. And then Sunday, I'll be also I'll be watching the Saints and Vikings game, praying for the win. <laughs> what has been y'all's favorite memory over the last year of life that you've blessed us with on this earth? Um, especially from the Saints and Pelicans standpoint, because obviously we spend so much time with both these teams. So yeah. from both of you, what is your favorite memory from uh, from both teams over the past year? Not all at once. <laughs> Ashley, you go, because I know you already have yours ready. Um, you know, I think one thing that I sometimes have to stop and think and pinch myself. I was driving to work today and I was just thinking about all the things that are on the docket today for me to do, you know, making a hype video, having this radio show and just thinking back to, I've said this before on the radio show, but just thinking back to 10 year old Ashley who, you know, flash forward, I'm not going to say how many years because I'm not going to reveal my age on the, uh, on radio, but, um, you know, to just, how blessed and um, really lucky we are to, and privileged to work in this environment and to be around arguably some of the greatest athletes to ever touch this earth. And so for me, you know, this this year has been such a wild ride and um, so exciting in so many ways um, from a Pelican standpoint. Obviously, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that the playoffs, I mean, 
how fun was that? You know, my first year here, uh, we made the playoffs, but I didn't get to travel to the away games, and obviously we didn't advance very far. Um, and so to this time to go to Portland and just to sweep and just the excitement around the team. I remember after game two, uh, following Drew Holiday off of the court and him turning around and just like interacting with the camera and talking about going home and his excitement. And then also capturing Anthony Davis blocking uh, Dame's um, shot. I got a cool uh, photo of that. And so just really all the whole playoff experience and then coming home and seeing just New Orleans embracing this team and the buzz in the Smoothie King Center was unlike anything we'd ever experienced. And um, I think it's that that has to be like number one on the list on the Pelican side. On the Saints side, you know, there's so many. Hopefully there's more to come. But as in this past year, you know, obviously the most recently uh, Drew Brees uh, breaking uh, the all time record, just being there for that moment was so surreal. Uh, it was so it was a full circle moment really uh for me personally as well as obviously i know it was for him but in this organization but for me as well uh just to kind of witness that and see this guy who you know as a kid it looked we, i looked up to and to now be working alongside of him have a relationship with him and getting to see him and being able to say congratulations like that i think that was just honestly probably will be one of the top moments of my life yeah. so um I mean, but uh, gosh, we, you know, going back to last year, we were in Canton and I mean, we, I, I it, I've been blessed and so fortunate in this job to have so many opportunities. You know, you look at this docu-series that just came out, the nine for nine, um, the outside the paint series that we got to do. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's just so many great moments. And I think it's easy to get wrapped up a lot in, oh, we have a game today. We, you know, we have this this week, mm -hmm. I have this to do. And you don't realize how, mm -hmm. like you said, fortunate we are to be in this position each and every day and um, sure. with you definitely, that, yeah, yeah you definitely have to you have to kind of take a step back sometimes and just be like whoa yeah you know yeah. um so it, I, I mean what the fans see on tv and getting to experience it firsthand is unbelievable mm. cindy what about you saints and pelicans favorite memory over the past year um pelicans i will have to say game three of the playoffs because I had to miss game four for my friend's wedding. Mm. So I was all like, this is my only home game I get to see for the playoffs, you know, as far as the first series. And I was just like, okay. I was on edge, just like, can we do this? We gonna win this? Mm -hmm. I, wanna, I wanna see them sweep, that'd be so cool. Cause like so many people are doubting them. They're considered the underdogs, even though they were two and zero at mm -hmm. that point. And it was just like, I'm ready for it. And the excitement in there, watching that game throughout the game like no one left early all you saw was the red shirts everywhere it was amazing like mm -hmm. amazing I watched kind of from the press box area so it was just a different vibe but you were I was around the fans kind mm -hmm. of and you see them with their signs and it was so like someone had a balloon mm -hmm. that had the three and oh they were ready they already <laughs> knew it was gonna happen I remember that yeah so it was it was pretty exciting I'll say that was probably my best memory on the Pelican side on the Saints side that's hard because the Drew Brees breaking the record was huge and just to see how like the whole game stopped for that. But I think because I was so in work mode, I didn't get to appreciate it till after watching mm -hmm. the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say that Redskins game last year <laughs> had me on edge mm -hmm. and like I was still kind of new, but I was already so 
wrapped up into the team. Like I was so excited to start, you know, when I started, which I started like three days before my birthday last year. So this is kind of around my year anniversary, work anniversary, whatever. And already I was like, they had me on pins and needles. Most people started John. They're like, oh, I'm not attached. I was already attached. I was like, come on, y'all got to win. <laughs> got to keep the streak going. So I think that was probably one of my, because that game was just amazing how they came back. Mm. Well, it's a good day for both of y'all and for both teams because we're on winning streaks on both sides. Yeah, so. that's exciting. You, you, like when you really think about they're both on winning streaks. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, New Orleans sports. Go Pels and Saints. And LSU. <laughs> and, and LSU. Go Tigers. <laughs> So the Saints are going to Minnesota, returning for the third time in the last what year? Eighteen months, I think someone yeah. said. Okay, so there you go. Um, something obviously we all know the storyline that's going on in the media, but I admire the guys so much because they're tuning out all that noise and really looking at this game as another game to the the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know their bigger picture is getting to the Super Bowl. So. Ashley, what are you thinking about this matchup this weekend? Well, one thing I was going to add to what you just said is that it's not just from the Saints side that I think people are tired of hearing about this storyline. I saw an interview last night on ESPN, and the Vikings uh, were – I can't remember who they were interviewing, but he was talking about – they were talking about the game in that moment. And he was like, I think – yes, and uh, he was like – I'm fed up with talking about it too. It's like, I think both teams, and I think that's just sports in general, Mm -hmm. you know, the fans and the media have to find, you know, a storyline, a rival, something to uh, cling on to. But as far as these teams go, it's a new season. Yeah. Uh, it's new people. Yeah, it's new it's teams. new teams. Yeah. It's a new dynamic environment. Yeah. So I think it's unfair to say, you know, that this is going to be similar to that game or vice versa. Right. You know, I think both teams are, you know, in a very different place than they were mm-hmm. um, even at this time last year. Yeah, that's what Cam touched on. Cam Jordan touched on yesterday in the locker room. He was like, you guys keep saying rivals and they're not. I don't consider them. Rivals. Like, yeah, we've seen them. <laughs> This is our third time seeing them in the, you know, like I said, past 18 months. But they're not someone we see every year. They're a different team. It's not the same quarterback from the last year's team. We have Kirk Cousins, last year Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. Like, it's different. They did see him last year, so they kind of can say they know what to expect. But he's in a different scheme. He's in a different offense, different team. You know, got different receivers he's working with. So it's, it's not the same. And I don't think any of them are looking at it the same. They're looking at it as another game to go into, mm-hmm. another team to face, and they're going to try to continue their streak. I think one thing to add, too, is that this is not an easy environment to mm-hmm. play in. It's become, especially with the new stadium and just everything surrounding Minnesota's team right now, I, I feel like it's a it's 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 not an easy environment to go in and get a win. Right. And as we saw last week with the Saints, you know, they were able to tough it out and get that grind right. out, grind in, grind out win, which, you know, that's what good teams do. Championship teams find a way to win. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is just, again, another test for our team. And what, you know, obviously we go in week in, week out looking at um, our defense and, what, what will they be like, our offense, how productive will they be. So, you know, we have the addition of Apple um, yeah. who on the defensive side from uh, the, the New York Giants. Yep. And so um, I'm interested to see if he'll get 
get any playing time and yeah. what that will look like. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very intriguing matchup. Sunday night football, you know, doesn't get much better than that. If yeah. I'm Eli Apple, I'm excited because I just went from a one and four team to a four and one team. Right, <laughs> and that right. changes everything. <laughs> that is such a, oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. That changes everything. And obviously, you know, there's talk about the environment for the Giants or whatever, whatever. But I'm just thinking, hey, I just went from a losing team to a winning team. And so I'm excited. And, you know, um, the reputation that comes with Sean Payton and with right. Dennis Allen. And so you're excited to get in this in this defense. And we don't know if we'll see Eli Apple. We don't know if he's picked up um, everything that the Saints are implementing. But you have to be excited if you're him. Not to mention he's walking into a locker room where he already knows people. Yep. Like Von Bell, Michael Thomas. Yeah, we should just Ohio start State calling Co- ourselves the Ohio State Buckeyes. They, no, they, no, they call them the Ohio not. State Saints. <laughs> I've seen that, though. I've seen them on Twitter say the Ohio State Saints. <laughs> Like, nope, shut that down. Ashley's like, I'm an LSU Tiger, and let's not forget this. Um, no, but it's like, you know, he's not walking into a completely, like, unknown environment, mm-hmm. He's and he's being welcomed because that's already their brother, you know? So I think it probably couldn't be a better situation, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I would love to go to, if I had to leave a team, go to a team that I already know people, I know I'm going to be welcomed. Yeah. No one's going to be looking at me crazy like, oh, y'all didn't brought who this person is. Like, you know, so that's I think that's cool. Um, something... I guess to note is that on the Vikings side, their defense is a little down with injuries right now. Um, especially, well, not defense. Yes, defense, but one of the, the who I'm talking about, uh, Dalvin Cook, did not practice. He's offense, obviously, running back. But Andrew Sandejo, their safety, did not practice um, yesterday and Wednesday. Anthony Barr, same thing. And Xavier Rhodes, same thing. So they're all major parts of the defense, major pieces. That could be a plus for us, mm-hmm. or that could mean someone on the, they may have someone to step up, and you know that doesn't mean we can slack or anything. They still have to bring their A game, but those are notable injuries to their defense that could affect the game majorly. Um, and then also we know defensive end Everson Griffin has returned to full practice, but we don't know if we'll see him because he was out, you know, all last week. So it'll be an exciting matchup. Where are you guys watching the game at? Because I don't think there's like a watch party going on or anything. So. Any major well, plans? it's going to be 7.20 at night, so I'll be finishing <laughs> up a nice dinner, and I will be uh, settling in on my couch and watching the game there. Okay. Sounds, Sunday night. Sounds so. cozy. Sounds cozy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have plans yet, but I'll probably go somewhere to watch it. Because that'll be fun, right? Be Sunday Saints night fans, environment. Yeah. Like, I, I think I kind of want to get out. I never get to go to bars to watch mm. the game or something like that. So I might want to try that, Ashley. I might be hitting you up. Where are you going? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before we hop into Pelican's talk, here's a quick message from Sanderson Farms. Who do we champion at the Sanderson Farms Championship? We champion the children of Mississippi. Each year, all championship proceeds go to charities across Mississippi, including Batson Children's Hospital. Join us October 22nd through 28th at the Country Club of Jackson for first-class golf, fun, and good, honest Sanderson Farms chicken, all to raise money for charities like Friends of Children's Hospital. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for your tickets today. Now on to our 3-0 Pelicans. You guys, how exciting has it been to see these Pelicans start off the season? We undefeated. <laughs> we undefeated. <laughs> oh, that just, I missed that movie. <laughs> also 81 games. Yeah, 82. 81 games, 82. for sure. 82. Don't 82. want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, obviously, but um, it, it, it has been an exciting start, especially after the game um, 
last week when it was a, or earlier this week when it was a closer game and it wasn't as much of a blowout. Of course, those are exciting games to see. Yeah. But it was a game that really proved that the Pelicans can kind of win fight. it and, yeah. and fight. And um, I thought that was good to see. Well, that's a plus for sure because last year we saw them. Sometimes they would, you know, play down to teams level. Like, you know, they wouldn't play up to what they can mm-hmm. play. Um, I think that game showed, like, because everybody kept saying they weren't really playing as well as we had seen in the first two games, which is true, but they still found a way to win. doesn't matter how you win, just get there. So they've learned the, you know, definition of an ugly win, but they, you can tell, already know how to pull that out. They were struggling, but they found a way to get it, and I think that's the most positive side about going into the season. You know that this team is going to fight each and every game. Well, like I said earlier, similar to the Saints, championship teams find a way to win, yep. mm-hmm. period. And when you said that, I thought that on the Pelican side as well. And I think you could argue that te- both teams are in a bit of the same situation. Obviously, the Saints are way farther in the season right. than the Pelicans are. But you look at they have found ways to win. They've, you know, demolished teams. But they've right. also, you know, grinded it out and come back to get the win so I think that you that has to be really exciting if you're a Pelicans fan that has to be something you you see Alfred Payton having another great night I mean he has really transitioned into the team I mean he's really picked off I'm almost like I mean, not to say we don't miss Rondo, but no, but he's he, definitely he, filling in that role. Exactly. Like he was you know, I think to. there was a lot of people before the season started that really doubted if he could fill that role. And up until this point, I think he's done a great job and is really, you know, we talked to him the other day and he was talking about how he's really gotten comfortable running the offense. There's still some things he can improve on, but he feels really good about where he is. And you can tell that the guys are trusting him a right. lot more, right. you know, um, uh, first couple games, I mean, obviously we're only we're not that many games in, so yeah. I don't even know if you can say a couple. Yeah. But um, it seemed like Alfred, you know, there's a couple assists where he would throw it up, and a, him and AD would be a little off right. or they're whatever. So they're together. still getting, you know, those those cylinders. But when those cylinders start to click, oh, oh boy, be, yeah. you better look out. Yeah. You better look head. out. Yeah. No, it's going to be ridiculous. He and he mentioned it too in one of his post game press conferences, like, yeah, we're still trying to, you know, figure it out. I'm still trying to time it right and get it to him, but. They always smile after it didn't work. Like, they'd be like, ah, you know, because you could tell, like, oh, we're going to get it. It's, it's going to come. It's going to happen. And I think that's one thing you're noticing, too. They're having patience. Like, they know it's not every day. They're like, and they always note this. We're not going to always have these games where we're shooting great. Or, we're, you know, we're not going to always win. But while we are, we're enjoying it. And we're working hard to continue that on. And, you know, something that I have noticed and in my time here, I guess when I got here, Anthony was just turning 21, I believe. And now he is 25, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel Sarson. It's 25? He turned 25 earlier this year. Yeah, I believe he's 25. So um, to see his growth and potential and just, oh, gosh. I mean, his leadership skills are so evident this season I was sitting on the baseline you know where I sit for to film the game and so now I'm right by our bench so I can hear what they're saying I can Mm -hmm. see how they're reacting to one another and I was so impressed by Anthony and how 
he just took charge on the bench. He was he was cheering for the guys. He was talking to the guys. He was saying, you know, you know, Darius took a uh, uh, took took a shot and he got fouled, and then you know he was encouraging them. And it's I I don't know. It's just this new side to him that I haven't seen. And I asked him post game, you know, what was that? You know, what's that about? Are you embracing this role? Yeah. And he said, Well, why not me? Right. Why not now? Right. And I think you you've got to look at the people he's been surrounded with. It, it, I mean, he's taken a lot. What it, I feel like he's learned from veterans like a Rajon Rondo and. Rondo's no, not there anymore, so he has to be that voice. He has to be that guy that's paying attention. He has to be that guy that's encouraging those younger guys because they are naturally looking up to him now. He is a veteran in the league, and, I mean, that's weird to say at 25, right. but he is – I mean, this is his seventh season in the league. You know, he's he's the guy that people are looking up to. And I think it was an interview with Rachel Nichols that he did that he said, you know, mm-hmm. last year he – Boogie had to be the bad cop and he would have he to be, be the good, good cop, cop yeah. and then – after Boogie went down, he kind of had to find his place in being both of those roles. Yeah. And I think this offseason, he's kind of been able to step into the leadership role of, okay, I don't have to be good cop or bad cop. I just kind of need to use my voice and be a leader more and not kind of just shrug it off. And I think we're seeing that off the court, and I think we're seeing that um, on the court. Yeah. He's not uh, – he's kind of had a pass-first mentality sometimes, mm-hmm. and this year we're seeing him take shots and create his own shot, and we're also seeing him pass it when he needs to. Obviously, he's, he's averaging – um is he still averaging seven assists i don't know he was averaging seven assists in the first two games but um you know we're seeing him pass the ball but also create his own shot and so i think like you said he's stepping he's becoming much more comfortable and he's stepping into himself more well that growth from just last year like when from when i walked in last year and saw that he kind of especially when rondo started playing um, you saw Rondo take over as a leader, you know, and, and AD kind of was like, well, he was always the type to lead on the court, like you said, not be vocal as much. This year, you do see the presence immediately, even how he talks to media. It's it's just a different vibe, mm, yep. tone. He's It's a lot more confidence radiating out. I'm not saying he wasn't confident before, but you see it immediately. The presence is there. And I think that reads well for this team because – Obviously, he's the name of the you know that you hear from the team, like he's the one that you're looking the franchise to, player. There you go, yeah. looking to be that MVP. But he's actually walking that walk now. It was a you know it's the talk before, like now it's like the walk and the talk is together. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think we're seeing much more we over me mentality, mm-hmm. and that's something that um, is exciting to see because it's just unselfish play and it's unselfish. Um, in the locker room, you know, outside of the locker room, they're hanging out with each other. They're having fun. What are some of the things that y'all have seen kind of this, this we over me mentality? I literally love how, because when we, when media comes in to talk to them after practice, it's usually like the end of their practice. They're shooting around and stuff, but you see them in groups, like literally, you know, shooting together and doing a lot of times you'll see the guards all together. You'll see this, you know, the forwards all together, but even them as a group, they, they interact more, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, ha- and you see the smiles in the last, obviously it's more fun when you're winning, mm-hmm. but they genuinely enjoy each other, you guys. And that's the best part about playing on any team. When you actually enjoy your teammates, everything is fun. Even when, if you do start to lose, mm-hmm. you, you're going to work and grind together to find a way out of that. Because at the end of the day, we're still having fun with each and other. And you feel more comfortable. You feel comfortable where if I make a mistake, so-and-so is not going to look at me and be like, what are you doing? And if they do, I'm you not going to take offense to it. Cause I know it's out of mm-hmm. like my brotherhood. Like he going to check me if I need to, you know, right. and it's, I'm going to take it and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you, you definitely see them a lot more encouraging. They celebrate each other. Like it's so exciting to see them play. I agree. 
So you guys, I know we're not wanting to jinx it or anything, but they are the only team undefeated on the West right now. <laughs> Granted, they've only played three games and other people have played like five now, but mm -hmm. we're going to get our fifth one in on Saturday and we'll see how this week plays out. Um, but they're only team on the West and one of four teams overall. So that's pretty exciting. I want to give them their, their credit. Exciting times to be a Pelicans basketball fan. Other exciting news on the Pelicans side, Ashley and I were in Birmingham, Alabama on Wednesday for the big G League announcement. The Pelicans now have a G League team that will be playing in Birmingham, Alabama in 2022. So be until that is all set up and stuff, they'll be playing in Erie, Pennsylvania. So that's pretty exciting news. G League team finally with the Pelicans. Yeah, what was the energy like out there in Birmingham? You know, I um, have a couple friends that live in Birmingham, and I went up a day early to do um, kind of like dress rehearsal run through to make sure everything was working correctly. Uh, we were in charge of the video presentation um, as well as live streaming the press conference. And all of the, everyone in Birmingham was so, so excited mm -hmm. that, the, the, it, I mean, my friends who I don't even – know if they're really NBA fans, um, but they were just buzzing about it. They were wanted to know all the details. They're like, can we come to the press conference? I'm like, no, no, it's kind of just like an internal thing. But um, I think Birmingham is going to be a great location. Some uh, The city's going to 100% embrace the team. And I think it's only going to help the Pelicans organization continue to expand their fan base. You know, as such a young franchise, we – or the Pelicans lack in not not necessarily fan support, but most of their fans are younger because they haven't, you know, the older generations didn't grow up with a team here all the time. And so I think to expand into the Gulf Coast region uh, where there really isn't a lot of other teams to cling on to and kind of take that in. And, you know, I think one thing the Pelicans organization does such a great job of, which Coach Gentry, um, Mrs. Yeah. Benson, and uh, Dennis Lausha all touched on, is that when – the Pelicans or the Saints do something, they completely entrench themselves within the community. Mm -hmm. You know, they really go in there and make their presence known. So people are like, oh, well, they're not going to be there for a couple years. Oh, the Pelicans' presence will be felt yeah, Coach way, way, way earlier before before those two years. And they will be out there doing community events and giving back to the community. Uh, the mayor there uh, is a young, energetic guy, and he mm -hmm. seems so excited for the um, the chance to have um, this G League team. And so so I think overall, it's it's only going to be a, another positive. And, yeah. you know, from a basketball standpoint, Coach Gentry talked about it, and it's that you can, you know, you get the chance to choose the head coach mm -hmm. who is going to teach along the same philosophy that they are running here yeah. uh, on the Pelicans. So you are actually teaching guys. You have that fast-paced offense. You are going to be able to really develop those young players and then feed them right into your basketball team. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, for the fans in Birmingham, it's going to be a fun, fun um something super fun show on the court and mm -hmm. for them to watch and just how fast paced it is. And you're going to have these young, really up and coming guys, and then you're going to get to be there and watch them and then get to see them see on them TV. Yeah. Um, watch and then come, develop. hopefully come to new Orleans and watch a Pelicans game and, yeah. and get to see them kind of, and you feel like that's your guy that yeah. you saw when he was, you know, a young uh, one. Yes, in exactly. In before yeah. he was anybody. So I think it's going to be such a great, great, a positive thing. And I think it really shows just, the Pelicans' investment into 
um, and the you know upper management's investment into this organization yeah. and wanting to develop and make this a great great team and organization overall. Yeah, I think it's great too because they're not so far away. Birmingham, Alabama is only five hour drive, quick flight. You know, um, the mayor mentioned he's working on getting direct flights into there again, and then uh, Coach Gentry said, yeah, he'll be traveling down there often to come look at the team and you know be immersed in the team when he can or whatever so it's going to be exciting to see now as far as the years leading up to that going you know them being in Erie, Pennsylvania at least it'll still be like a team where they're able to say like I'm still teaching you the same stuff because right now they've our G League our two-way players whatever have been you know hopping from different teams and now they'll be in a team that's in the same system so if they do come back up you're still learning the same stuff you're you're right in the team flow and everything it'd be exciting Maybe catch a Birmingham. Uh, we don't know the name yet. They would not budge on telling us the name. We tried to say, well, how will you decide the name? Will it be, you know, a vote amongst the city or what? But they wouldn't tell us. So I think I get the feeling, soon. <laughs> I get the feeling it's going to be a community initiative. Probably. I think yeah. Dennis mentioned um, in his interview that it's going. They're going to get the community involved. So I think that's something that would be very exciting and a great way to get you know people on the bandwagon. Yeah, uh, moving forward. So. Yeah. Let your Should community be a choose. very exciting time. I'm excited to see. What what would you guys name me? Like any ideas? Oh, you have gosh, any get? I'm so bad with names. Well, the there is a statue, and I don't know the whole history on it, but um, the Vulcan is mm-hmm. like their number one thing. Like okay. it's like the statue, and the they have this major statue that honors the Vulcan. I. I Sorry, Alabama people. I don't know the <laughs> entire Birmingham history, but um, I thought that could kind of be a cool name, the Birmingham Vulcans. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Well, well no, I'm I'm excited to see what they choose. Someone was saying Birmingham Baby Birds, and, they were, and other people were like, "Don't name them the Baby Birds. It has there's too much history. You can choose from Birmingham and make it." But I'm like, that was kind of cute when I first read it because it's like the bees playing with the bees, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Hopefully, we'll have a name sooner rather than later. Um, but this weekend, you guys, if you're tonight, if you're not doing anything, get your tickets to the Pelicans game, pelicans.com. Love to see you out there. Need all the support we can get, obviously. And then Saturday, they play the Brook, no, they play the Utah Utah Jazz. They play Brooklyn Nets tonight. Mm -hmm. Utah Jazz tomorrow at 6 p.m. Same thing, pelicans.com to get your tickets. It's a weekend, great weekend for sports. We don't have Saints here this weekend, so enjoy some Pelicans basketball before they head out on the road for a long stretch. Um, and then Saturday, I mean Sunday, tune into the Vikings game versus the Saints. It's a primetime Sunday night football game, 7.20 back in on – somebody hit me with a channel. NBC. NBC. Okay. Thank you, Daniel, producer. Uh, NBC. So, you guys, tune in, support your teams, come to the game. If you really, really can't make it, then tune in on Fox Sports New Orleans – or listen in at 99.5 WRNO with our own Daniel Salerson, Sean Kelly, and John DeShazer. Uh, other than that, guys, enjoy your weekend. I know it's technically Halloween weekend, going into Halloween, so be safe, have fun, eat all the candy you can, and till next time.